This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. Hello. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. How many episodes do you think we've done in total? Like in total, total. total. Okay, so we're on like 360 something for Girls Gone Wad. 350, isn't it? 350 maybe. I should know this off the top of my head. Yeah. And I don't want to stop to Google it. This is like 90-ish. And then we have the <laughs> Bake Off, which we did, right, what, which was like, like 10? 12, yeah. So you do Plus, some math there. we've done, but... How many bonus episodes do you think we had of Girls Gone Wild? Probably 50 or more. Yeah, we did, that we, whole, we did like the whole 30, the whole all those 30, bonus episodes. Yeah. We had a couple. So I would say, let's just call it 50 bonus episodes mm-hmm. of that. So we've recorded about over 500, 500 episodes. That's a lot of airtime. That's a lot of time in front of a microphone. But here we are every week, and we're very excited because at first I thought you were going to ask how many shows do we have now, because I was like, yeah, we should probably address that. <laughs> yeah, we are going to address that. Okay, guys, so here's the rundown. In case you are new, we started out with Girls Gone Wad podcast, which we recorded and released every Thursday from July of 2013 until through the end of December 2019. In January 2020, This Is Joy and Claire, which you're currently listening to, was launched. And that was really just an extension of Girls Gone Wad, where we kind of felt like Girls Gone Wad, we were a little bit like we weren't when we first started, all we talked about was CrossFit. We were like CrossFit diehard. And then over the years, we sort of ebbed and flowed in and out of those topics and just felt we we were hearing more and more from people. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I found your podcast. I never would have listened to it if, you know, my friend hadn't recommended it or if you hadn't had XYZ guest on or whatever. Because it was so CrossFit named. Yeah, like I had seen your podcast around, but I assumed it was completely only about CrossFit and I don't do CrossFit or I just am sick of hearing about it. And so I never never thought to listen. So that was why we rebranded to This Is Joy and Claire. So then earlier this year, we kind of started talking about, you know, a lot of people still listen to our old Girls Gone Wild episodes. Should we like release some content on that feed again? And now Joy has some flexibility in her life and her schedule and some desire to create additional content. And so we have reanimated, I guess, revived, relaunched the Girls Gone Wild feed. And there's been what, three or four episodes on that feed Again, yes. and obviously we're still doing this as Joy and Claire. So a question that we got, we've gotten a few times is, am I going to be on Girls Gone Wad? And the answer is yes, eventually I'll make my way back to those episodes as well. But my life schedule is a little bit less flexible. And so Joy has been able to utilize this season of additional flexibility for her to have some fun guests on who we, you know, have been wanting to talk to and to have a space to shift back more specifically into that like health and wellness content and focus as opposed to this podcast, which has become like, obviously much more broadly lifestyle based, which is fun. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like, okay, maybe we swung like too far into the other side of the spectrum of like having no clear focus. And then on top of all that, the new season of the Great British Baking Show or Bake Off, for those of you who don't live in the US, is going to be coming out. It releases in the UK on September 21st and on Netflix in the US on September 24th. So we are going to definitely be doing that podcast again. And that will be released weekly, typically on Saturdays following that week's episode release of the season. And we'll kind of be going along with that. So 
three podcasts. They are all in different channels, all in different feeds. So you need to subscribe to each one individually. We have those links in our show notes. We have them in our Instagram profile. So if you're like, wait a minute, I have never heard of Girls Gone Wad. That sounds so cool. I would love to hear Joy talk about fitness or whatever. You, that's a separate podcast. You have to go subscribe to that separately. And, and in case you also are like, what the heck does Girls Gone Wad mean? Wad is the acronym, the CrossFit jargon for workout of the day. So, you know, it we, it was so cute back when we came up with it. <laughs> and it actually, really was. His friend Gary came up with it. Gary. Yeah. Hi, Gary. <laughs> Gary. I know he still listens to this. Yeah, Gary. So that's the rundown and the very quick uh, what's what of our different podcasts and and thank you guys so much for those of you who listen to all of them, who listen to one of them, who just sort of like yeah, come and go. Just kind of keep supporting time. us. Maybe it's you know great. someone who dropped off because they're like, yeah, I don't really like the new feed. Send them to the Girls Gone Wad link. Make sure that you're subscribed. I think the best thing that you can do to support us is to subscribe on all these channels. And tell a friend, tell two friends, send them a link, maybe send them an episode that they might like. That's the best way to share is to share and spread the word. So there you have it. So speaking of fitness, since you haven't been on the Girls Gone Wild podcast back yet, what are you doing for fitness these days? Are you still going to CrossFit every day? CrossFit. I've I've always loved CrossFit. Okay, guys, like I, I didn't grow up as an athlete. I don't have an athletic background. My athletic background was show choir, which to be fair, requires a lot of controlled breathing. Singing while dancing, harder than it looks. I always laugh because Scott did show choir when he no. was like, yeah. How did I like, not know that? Oh my gosh. And he always like jokes about jazz hands and I'm yeah, like, God bless him. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want him to hear this. But the man has <laughs> zero rhythm. Zero. I was very like, bless his sweetheart. He uh, like when I first was dating him, I was like, for someone who loves music he has like zero rhythm like couldn't get the beat whenever he danced to music or like we'd be at a concert he would be so he'd be beating to his own drum and And i'd be like like have a dance background oh yes it would drive me crazy yeah it was literally like literally like the uh, scene in footloose where he's he's like bumping on the dashboard like trying to get you almost have to be trying to not yes yes how do you think that this is how it, are you it not? <laughs> blow, it blows my mind. So I was like, how are you? How would you be in a show choir where you like have to because hit a beat? Because here's the reason. Okay. Because all choirs are short on boys. So they were like. Especially show choir. They're, right. It's like if you can get to like a two to one ratio of girls to boys in choir, you're doing great. Okay. So especially show choir, you like not to say that they'll accept just anyone, but they right. pretty much will accept, especially when you're like in high school, it doesn't really matter. Sure. But I was like, how did he get the choreography? Because it right. requires a lot of rhythm and snapping, perhaps. Snapping, and perhaps. I mean, it was just, it's so funny. <laughs> so I always think of Footloose and, you know, bump it on the dashboard, trying to get That's him hilarious. to feel the beat. And I'm like, come on. But that is a great scene in Footloose. Anyway. Okay. So CrossFit, your your fitness background is show choir. Right. So like I didn't, so in the seasons of my life where CrossFit, we're going to an expensive ass gym that is not very flexible in its timing, right? Like these are the downsides of CrossFit. You have to show up at a certain time for a certain class. You can't just sort of come and go like you can at like a Gold's Gym or something or 24 Hour Fitness. And it's really expensive. Most CrossFit gyms are $150 at on least. the low end. Yeah, at plus, least. You know, per, you know, up to probably 250 or more per month for an individual membership. And so there are definitely times in my life where one or both of those components make it not accessible for me. And so- but in those times, like I've never found something else that really takes the, like, I, I hate running. I hate it. 
I hate it. And I was with my friend Amanda. Well, we were, were talking you, about. Sorry. Were you, when you said you hate running, is like that what you were trying to do for fitness at some point? Yeah. Like when okay. I was in my 20s, you know. You were and like, and that's the like, thing people do. It burns right, the most started, calories. Exactly. Before I started doing CrossFit, <laughs> it was like, well, I guess I'll just train for a half marathon. Like that seems to be like the thing to do. Right. And like, like when I was in college, it was like, you would just get on the elliptical and watch MTV on the elliptical. And like, it wouldn't, each elliptical didn't even have its own screen. They were just oh, like the yeah. one big screen. Oh my gosh. I and just, you just had to read the subtitles. <laughs> oh my gosh. It gives me like really bad flashbacks and I'm fine guys, but bad flashbacks of like over-exercising. I would go on the treadmill, I'd swim, I'd do like weights and probably get on the Stairmaster all in an afternoon. Who has time for that? Who has time for that? That was in college. College yeah. kids have time for that. College kids have time for that. College Ridiculous. So don't do that. Don't do it. Just so, don't do it. All that to say that like throughout the years, I've been doing CrossFit now for nine and a half years. And throughout the years, anytime where I hit a phase for whatever reason, where I don't have time or money or flexibility, whatever to work out regularly at a CrossFit gym, I've just never found something else that I really, that like I can stick with or that is interesting to me. And so a huge part of CrossFit for me is going to the physical gym. And, you know, so many people recommend street parking to me and I get it. I understand the flexibility and like, it's a very similar yeah, workout. A lot and of I people, think it's wonderful. I what hear is it again? It's a street pre- parking. Like, or, uh, yeah, but you, you do, it's like a programming. You, they send you and you do it at yeah, home. Yeah, it's yeah. all online programming. It's like very CrossFit style workouts. It's it's created by two, by uh, Miranda, previously Oldroyd, who's, who was a CrossFit Games competitor and her now husband, Julian, I want to say, who is a CrossFit Games competitor. And so it's, they're CrossFit, you know, they're not called CrossFit, but they are CrossFit workouts basically that, and they're all based around like your home gym and very minimal equipment and people love it. And they have a great community. It's an online community. People love it. It, for me, I have to go to a gym. I have learned this about myself. I will not work out at home regularly. It's nice to have it as an option. If I just like really need to get out and bang some weights around, but like, I just, it's not, it doesn't do it for me. So I'm still going to CrossFit. I go maybe two to five times a week, depending on the week. And I go to CrossFit Roots in Boulder, which I love. Their coaches are amazing. Their programming is, I mean, they just follow main site programming, but like their coaching is so good. Their facility is so fun. The people are great. They've been around for over 10 years. So like there's some people there who've been coming for 10 years and it's just a really fun place to be. So yes, I'm still doing CrossFit. I, I just like it. I like the variety. I like that. I don't have to think about it. I like that. It's short and sweet. I hate endurance workouts. Like I just don't want, I don't want to do something for that long. Like I tried mm-hmm. to go to a different gym uh, called the Alpine training center, which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It like is supposed to kind of get you ready for that, like Alpine lifestyle. And I was like, this is great. You know, it's kind of like a longer, very, so like super, super functional fitness and it's not as competitive and it's kind of more just like slow burn. I'm like, I don't like the slow burn I came to find. So that's a very long answer to your and, question. And it has a great view. CrossFit Roots has the best view. It does have the best view. Yeah. So yeah. So like I just went this morning and we did 10 muscle-ups, which I can't, I did clearly that's not what I did. But <laughs> I was like, I was like, when did you get? <laughs> uh, 10 muscle-ups, 100 air squats, 10 muscle-ups, row 100 calories. Coach Mike would be so proud. <laughs> Coach Mike would be so proud. No, I did not do 10, 20 muscle-ups. I did like muscle-up transition things. But Are there things that you're like currently working on or do you just go to just move? Okay. I just go to move. And honestly, yeah. I don't even go to move. I just go to get out of my house. Yeah. You've said and, that before. Like you're like, yeah. because you, you work from home, that drive, even though it's 25 minutes away, 
you could go to easily go to a uh, gym closer, closer to your house, yeah. but you're like, I want to drive. I want to go to I want. I miss leaving my house and everyone's like, I don't miss my commute. I miss my commute. I had a very reasonable commute, like a 25, 30 minute commute, not a ton of traffic, not a lot of, you know, I'm on like a highway, but it's barely, it's not an interstate by any means. And I miss it. I miss that time of like transitions in my day and being able to listen to audiobooks and call my mom and you know, that transition time, you don't get it when you work from home. And I really miss it. And I miss leaving my house. I mean, I miss being around people. The reason that I just like keep going back into CrossFit, I mean, we're back to having to wear masks again, which is annoying. You know, I, again, like I am 100%, I believe masks work. I believe in public health mandates. I am annoyed that we're still here at the place that we're at. I think there are a lot of people to blame for that and I'm not going to get into it, but I would rather work out in a mask. Like for the people who CrossFit, particularly CrossFitters who get all butthurt about having to work out in a mask. Have you ever done Murph in a weight vest? Yeah. Like, the, yeah. I don't get these people like you think doing Murph in a weight vest is like a novelty and right, yet but exactly. you think working out in a mask is oh, like yeah. oppression. So whatever. Right, 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 but they're great right. about it. I feel really good about it. You know, like they are great about really enforcing the public health mandates and, and like, I'll still go. I would rather work out in a mask than work out by myself in my garage. And I love having the opportunity to be around a group of people who are not my colleagues and who are not my family. And that's the only time that I get that. And even I would love to be around my colleagues, but I don't have that option. So for me, I sometimes or rarely do I even look at the workout before I go. Sometimes I'll just check it to make sure like, oh, if it's a jump rope day, I want to make sure I have my jump rope or, oh, if we're going to be doing a bunch of power cleans, I want to make sure I have my chesty on. But I just go and if it, the workout's way too hard, then I just scale it. So here's my endorsement of nine years into CrossFit, still scaling almost every workout I do. And I just don't care anymore. It's great. I think that's a great place to be. It is. And like, I can actually just enjoy it. Yeah. I show up. I have a good time. I chat. I get a workout in and I go home and it's great. Yeah. I'll never regret the days when I got like super into it and super serious about it because that's just where I was in life. And it was really a good challenge for me where I would try to hit PRs with weights or I tried forever to get a muscle up. And then just one day I was like, especially after I got sick last year, I was like, you know, I just, I'm just never going to get a muscle up and I have to be okay with that. And I was, and I just was like, I'm going to stop trying. I, I tried for 10 (laughs) years to get one. I gained weight. I lost weight. Nothing mattered. I, there was something about my upper body strength that just was not going to get a muscle. (laughs) Which is so funny. Yeah. I feel that way about certain things too, where I'm like, I'm just never like rope climbs. I'm like, I have had the strength to do this. I probably don't have the strength to do it right now, but like I get more than one body height above the ground and I, my nervous system just shuts down and is like, no, you get nope. scared. We it's the funny thing is I don't feel scared, but like my body acts like I'm scared. Like my body just like freezes and is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we should bad. go back down. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, let's go back down. (laughs) Or like max height box jumps. I don't care. I don't need to know. But I agree with you. Like, And there are definitely still times where we'll do every quarter they do a benchmark week. And I go in there and I'm excited to PR. You know, I do want to yeah, look fun. and see. Yeah, those are I fun. I want to see if, hey, let's see if I can go five pounds on Grace this time. Let's see if I can yeah. have a couple minutes on, you know, or a couple seconds. Like that's still very fun. And that is what I also like about CrossFit is that it is measurable and repeatable, right? Like yep. that's it is a that is a fun aspect of it. So yeah, I, I used like to it. keep a diary of all the wads that I would do and kind oh of my gosh, rank right, the my notebook. times. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I really did like that. I love the data for it. 
I'll never forget one year doing, maybe it was Helen, it was one of the benchmark wads. And I remember going in and Coach Dylan was teaching at the time. He's He now lives in Portland, but he was coaching and I was like, oh, I just, you know, do I, do I scale it this time? Do I, you know, do it RX? And he goes, why don't you do something different? Have you done, you've done this workout a million times. You've done this wad, you've done this benchmark. Why don't you try it a different way? And I was like, that's really great. And it was just so nice. I'll never forget that to where I gave myself permission to not like just go all out one time or he's like, why don't you just go lighter and try to go a little faster or just like do whatever feels good for you today. But yeah, the competitive piece was something I think I needed in my life at the time to have constant goals to work towards and just to be in that environment where I was just like getting gold stars for myself and my brain. And then I just got tired. Yeah, I don't know if it was burnout or what. I also think it's like your personality, like different people's different personalities, the different places you are in your life at that time. If you have space to have a really particular goal. And that's something I've realized too over the years is that like specific goals require a lot of space in your life. And a lot of us don't have that much space in our lives on an ongoing basis. That's very true. That's very true. I was talking to Scott the other day about... Now, everybody just don't freak out. I was just having a conversation. This is not like, but I was like, maybe I should sign up for races again. <laughs> no. And Scott was like taking away your phone and deleting Groupon. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, no, 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 no. He's like, because then the next thing I know, you're going to be running a marathon. And I was like, no, I'll just be doing like 10Ks. I'm like, I Joy, the person who signed up for a, ha- for a marathon planning to stop at the half and didn't stop at the half. Oh, Ooh, we so all know you better than that, Joy. That was That's so funny. painful. Yeah. And so I was just like, but what if I just did some 10Ks? Like, those are just fun. I just did some 10Ks. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. I really can keep it in my lane. Anyway, he, he doesn't buy it and Claire doesn't buy it. <laughs> no, nobody buys it. It is interesting though. Like I remember when we went to the CrossFit Games in what would have been 2019 and they were having that like spectator workout area, you know, and Nicole and a lot of the Roots staff were hosting it and we were talking to her and she was like, you guys should come do a workout. And, and I was like, oh, you know, at the time I hadn't really gotten back into working out yet after having Evie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I haven't worked out in a while. Like, I don't, I don't want to do it because, you know, I can't, I'm like, I can't do any of those moves. And I remember her just looking at me and being like, well, Claire, that's the beauty of CrossFit. It's infinitely scalable. And I was like, damn it, Nicole. <laughs> she, yeah. I love her. And I love her as a coach because like she, and I said this to her the other day, I was like, my favorite thing about you as a coach, and I, I hope that everyone has a coach like this in their lives, whether it's in CrossFit or something else, is that this like look of pure disbelief that she gets about, not about everything. She doesn't just have blind faith in you. But if she watches you do something and then says, like, she'll watch you like try a handstand pushup drill. And she'd be like, well, what up? How are, how are your normal handstand pushups? And you'd be like, well, I've never gotten a handstand pushup. And she'll just look at you like, that's not true. She sees right through your soul. She sees right through and your like own self-limiting beliefs yes. about yourself. And like, you like for you in the muscle up where she, where totally. she, she always was like, you have one. And she did a private coaching session with me one year and gave me all these drills to do. And I did them for a while. I definitely could have done more. But I think that I get frustrated if I don't see fast progress. And because that was just a move that I had to, (laughs) I probably would have had to spend a lot of extra time in the gym. And I just at that time wasn't prioritizing that. 
So it definitely wasn't her programming because she gave me great things to try. But I just remember her being like, you absolutely have this and like spent time with me. and just like has this faith that you want to be around where you're like, I can do anything. And like if you have an an injury and obviously not an acute injury, but you know, if you have some, if you're having some knee pain or whatever, she's always like, just come in. You know, we'd rather have you come in and have to take care of you. We'll come up with a different workout for you if we need to, but come in. And don't, you know, let that be a reason that you stop being able to do what you like to do. And so I hope that everyone has a coach or has a person in their life who just really sees the true like skills and and Yes, and, um, sees your true, I don't want to say potential because it's not like we're these little Right, but like flowers, your, your but actual like, literal yeah, potential. Literal, literal like, potential. I know what it takes to do this thing you're trying to do. And I know you have those capabilities. So why? So like, let's see what we have to do to, to bring those out. And nine times out of 10, it's like a confidence thing, right? It's just somebody oh saying, hey, I know yes. you've got this. And I, I, all know, like, I remember doing a deadlift day with her recently, not, not recently, a couple months ago, where I was working on a, on a weight and I was like, oh, that felt heavy. And she was like, it didn't look heavy. You can go heavier than that. And I did. Then I went, I did like 20 more pounds. And I was like, you know, all, sometimes really all it takes is just someone else who yes, you respect. Totally. And again, whether this is in the gym and or you, not to come ju- over to you. You trust and be like, her. Yeah. Right. And for somebody else to come up to you and be like, I know you can do more than that. And you're like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and she absolutely wouldn't be saying that to you if you had like your form was breaking down or you know what I mean? And that's the key, right? Like that's why we always laugh about that you know, years ago when I had that coach, Coach Mike, who we love dearly and who one day was like, Claire, you're going to get a muscle up today. And I was like, Mike, I don't even have a pull up or a ring dip. I'm not getting a muscle up today. And it was like, <laughs> I love that moment because I just remember feeling so like, He's oh, Mike, he thinks yeah. I'm going to get a muscle up. But like, I clearly wasn't, you know, versus the, what we're talking, you know, this like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. having a coach who wouldn't tell that to you if they didn't truly believe it. Right. Rather than Mike, who just thought that like, Claire, your enthusiasm for CrossFit is so strong. <laughs> you can enthuse yourself. <laughs> Which if that was true, guys, if enthusiasm alone informed my CrossFit abilities, I would be on the CrossFit Games podium and yeah. I would have been you the CrossFit been, Games champ. Yeah. <laughs> For the past 10 years, no doubt. For the past 10 years. You you would have got the limbo in there. Damn it, Dave Castro. It's going to show up one day, and I'm going to go to Dave Castro's house and demand my royalty fees. Yeah, and I hope <laughs> like, we are the ones judging name. it. I hope that we get to be on the floor. Listen up, Dave Castro. Listen up. If you ever decide, come to your senses and realize that the limbo is the perfect open workout, and you don't come to me to announce it, I will be very mad. I would like to announce that workout, please. And be, thank you. She's going to be really mad at you. So mad. I'm going to make many mean comments on my very well-known podcast. You don't. You don't mess. You don't with want to mess with me. You don't get Claire my limbo mad. aspirations. <laughs> oh my mad. gosh! I just I remember when we got our. I think it was our level two, and we were doing. I think it was three rep max. I think I was really scared because I had hurt my back a couple times, and so I had like back spasms a couple years where I was lifting too heavy. And this is before I really understood that that could happen. I thought I could just pull a bunch of weight around, which is so funny to think back on. But I, after that, I just became so fearful of back squatting heavy or doing anything really heavy where it was just going to be hurting my back. You hurt your back during a back squat. Yeah. And so, and I, and it terrified me, terrified me because that had never happened to me before. This was like probably within the first couple of years 
of doing CrossFit. It was so scary to me because I was like, oh my gosh, you hear people hurting their back and just like, it's never the same for the rest of their life type of thing. Like that's what really scared me or people with back pain, chronic back pain, that type of thing. So I got really terrified. Luckily it wasn't anything serious. It was just like a spasm. My chiropractor was like, yeah, just rest. It'll be fine. But ever since then, I just got super scared to do anything super, like very heavy. And I remember when we had our L2 and we did a three rep max deadlift, I just remember being like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do this. And getting over the, like the mental barrier was really, really difficult. And I think back on like a lot of the CrossFit days where so much of the workouts kind of mirrored what I was going through, <laughs> which sounds cheesy, but like the competition, the disappointment, the pushing myself, the not being satisfied, the, you know, fill in the blank emotion, the getting frustrated when I, my muscles would give out, I'd get so angry. And there was a lot of like therapeutic things that it did for me. And I, I will never regret that. And I really, I mean, I, I may go back someday, but I think it's just, that's what I look back on. And I'm like, wow, it's really just, it really is a cool thing. Yeah. And it, it I think also in the right gyms, it can feel very like, okay, this is my place where I can go and just be myself and just, you know, not have to, like, that's what it felt like for me when we first started doing CrossFit was I was like, oh, this is finally like a community that, because before, like I said, my, I felt like running was like the only thing that I was supposed to do it was like, go for runs, go run marathons. I was like, I, I don't like, I don't want to run. I don't want to go for runs. I was, what I was starting to say before was that I was talking to my friend, Amanda, we were on a hike two weeks ago, I guess at this point. And she was talking about how she really likes to run. And and I was like, you know, I just finally had to like come to the realization at some point in my 20s that running might not be easy for, for people. But and that was what I had hung my hat on is I was like, OK, come on, Claire, like running isn't easy for anyone. You need to just do it. And then I realized like, yeah, maybe running isn't easy, but people still enjoy it. And I that's the difference. Yeah. Never in my life have I enjoyed running. I've never been like, wow, that felt great. Maybe like once ever. And you know, maybe if I like, I like trail running because it's just fast hiking because I like being in yeah. the mountains. Right. But like, I've never just like gone on a run through my neighborhood and been like, yes, that is what I needed. And I realized that like, no, people do that. People feel like a run through the neighborhood is what yeah. they need. Like this morning I went on a run and never I have was, I ever. And, and <laughs> it was, I enjoy, so like this is the stark contrast, is I enjoy the cool mornings right now. I love that it's, <laughs> there's there's mornings where I hate it, but this morning I just loved it was the, it was so dark. I love being out in the pitch dark, in the cold before everyone wakes up. It's just this like spiritual moment for me where the world is still sleeping and I just get to like hear stillness. I don't know. It is, it's a thing. And as I'm running along, I'm just kind of like breathing in through my nose and just like, there's just something very therapeutic and enjoyable about it. So like, yeah, if you don't get that, don't do it because I really enjoy that feeling. Yeah. And like, I remember in my early CrossFit days, seeing women, particularly younger women, like running around my neighborhood and just looking miserable. And I remember having this, I never did this, but I wanted to go up to them and be like, there's a better way. There's a better way. Oh my gosh, Scott and I will see people running where they do look miserable. And I just want to be like, you know, you don't have to do this. Like you don't. <laughs> and I didn't know. Like, I really thought like, this is it. If I want to be like an active person, I have to just learn how to like running. I'm so glad that I learned that that was not the case. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of the era too of the, all the fitness magazines being like running burns the most calories. So, I mean, that's, a, that, I don't think that was, when did I start running? I think I did start running in college as exercise slash I was always trying to lose weight in college. I'm laughing, but crying inside. <laughs> it wasn't like. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it was a horrible time in my life. Yeah, it was a really 
horrible. So I started running then. And it's just so funny. I'll look back at pictures. I saw an old picture. I was going through some photos with my mom of a time that I hiked Camelback with my dad, Camelback Mountain in Arizona. And I had on the, do you look back sometimes like, how did I work out in that outfit? It was just like sweats in a random cotton t-shirt with, I mean, just like atrocious shoes where I'm like, how did I not chafe everywhere wearing that outfit when I ran? Yeah, I got really into running in college for, you know, bad reasons. And then obviously in grad school, I kind of kept up the bad habits of over-exercising, but uh, calling it stress relief. And that's, that's kind of like the pattern in my life is I'm just like, well, I'm just relieving stress. But my friend got me into, my best friend from grad school got me into distance running. And I actually did start to enjoy it. But yeah, after, and I think it's because too, after doing so much long distance in your 20s, your body does start to break down, you know, like things start to break down or even in CrossFit stuff started to hurt. Like right now, because I'm not really doing intense exercise, I feel great. I don't have pains. I don't have to put icy hot anywhere. Like when I was doing CrossFit, I was always icy hot, my back, my shoulders. There's always something that was sore (laughs) or my chiropractor would be like, what were you doing? Like I went to see her recently and she's like, your body just feels really good. Like you're not tied anywhere. I'm like, yeah, I'm just kind of taking it easy. <laughs> what a concept. Yeah. I feel like once you expand your definition of, and just your motivations, like, I, you know, you're talking about you're, you're not going out and just trying to lose weight, whatever the cost anymore. And I'm not, I, when I go to CrossFit, I literally do it just to truly get out of the house. And so once I'm out of the house, everything else on top of that is just a bonus. It's nice to be in that place where you're like, I'm going to let, I'm going to let my exercise routine work for me and not the other way around. Like this is here for me and I can get to choose how intense I want it to be or how hard I want to try or how much stake I want to put into this. Yeah. Do you ever think back? And I know we can always go back. Hindsight is 2020. So I don't have regrets, but Do you ever go back to like the days and you probably have this less than I do, but like, remember when you did your, what was the Pinterest picture that went viral? It was like some, Oh, I did a zone. thing. You did a zone photo. And do you ever kind of look back where you're like the time that we spent doing that, whether it be macro counting or zone dieting or over exercising or, you know, kind of like in that diet culture world, do you ever think back like, wow, I never thought I would be at a place where I was just like kind of chill with my diet and exercise. Cause at least I think of it and I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I've kind of evened that girl out. (laughs) I think for me, and we've talked about this a lot back in the girls gone wild days, like I, any of the the diets that I ever did, the zone or the macros or the paleo, you know, I was super strict paleo for a while. I did zone for quite a while. Um, you know, tried macros for a little bit, still do macros occasionally about once or twice a year. I, for me, I was always just trying those things out. Like I was, they were truly always just like, oh, let's see what happens. So I don't really look back and think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I spent that much time and energy on it. I always just think about it as like, wow, more than anything, I think, wow, I can't believe there was a time in my life where I had that much time. The the thinking or the idea that I, at one point in my life, had enough time to weigh and measure and zone, which is beyond weighing and measuring all of my meals on top of working out sometimes twice a day on top of I was commuting from Denver to Boulder for my job. And like, that was my day. That was my, you know, and then I still also would have time to go out with my friends. That to me is the part where I'm like, wow, I can't believe I ever did that. I can't believe I ever did all, that, all those activities on the same so day. So much time. So many activities. Yeah, that's fair. I do anyway. miss that about like that phase of my life, just having the time to try new things. Now it's like, 
okay, I kind of just have to stick with what I know because if something takes more mental energy than what I'm expecting it to to take, then that like derails me for the rest of the week. So moving on from some our very long amount of fitness talk that was probably longer than what we expected it to be. Do you want to give an update on your life and your job hunt and how yes, it's all going? Yes, I would love to. And first of all, thank you everyone for the birthday wishes. I had a great 44th birthday. It was Friday, September 10th. And I don't know, there's just something always so fun about birthday messages like all day you're getting texts. Like if you have a friend in your life where you're like, oh, it's their birthday today, but you just are like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to bother them. Send them the text or put the Facebook birthday message on their page. It's so fun to read everybody's birthday messages or just to know that you're like thought of. It's just, it's great. Um, so that made my day. But we took the dogs to Chatfield State Park in the morning, which was kind of warm. It was really hot that day. And so we did a kind of shorter walk. But the dogs had a blast. We had a blast. And then I went to Trader Joe's afterwards and got all my fall products, which was so fun. It was really crowded. And the staff there was like, yeah, we just put out our big like pump- pumpkin display. They have all the pumpkin stuff like all in one area, which is perfect. It just makes your life so so much easier. I got the dog some pumpkin dog treats. They have pumpkin dog treats now. So that was really exciting because I was like, oh my gosh, the dogs get to participate in this. Okay. I was in Target and I, you know, those like dentabones, the like teeth brushing, they had pumpkin spice ones. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think I saw those. I was like, it's, do, do dogs want this? Mm, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. I mean, River eats poop, so she's not going to know the difference. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. And I got my cinnamon brooms, which if you don't know what those are, basically put them in, a, in your house and it smells like fall. It smells like lovely cinnamon. And... The fall candles, there's like a vanilla pumpkin scent. It's all very good. And so I came home, I took everything out. It was a lovely day. By the time we got home, it was like kind of late. And then we ordered dinner from Vital Root, which is one of my favorite restaurants in Denver. And we watched A Quiet Place too. I was like, Scott, I really want to watch something scary. And so we start, <laughs> he's like, how about A Quiet Place too? Because we watched the first one. If you haven't seen it, it's really <laughs> like the perfect suspense movie because it's quiet. Everything is just quiet. And you know, in scary movies, that's when crap happens is when it's really quiet. So the whole movie is like that, where you're just like, when is something going to come out and just scare the living daylights out of me? Uh, It was okay. I mean, I think the first one was great. The second one was like kind of predictable, but whatever. I thought it was a great like suspense movie. And not too gory. Scott started going through all these movies and he's like, what about Candyman? I'm like, well, is it gory? He's like, it's the scariest movie I've ever seen. I was like, then I don't want to watch <laughs> To be clear. Okay. First of all, I hate scary movies. So I'm never going to be like, let's watch a scary movie. But if I say let's watch a scary movie, what I don't mean is please make it so I can't sleep for the next three months or like, please make me so grossed out. I know you don't like scary. <laughs> I don't, I don't like to be anxious when I'm watching things, but never do I want like that amount of scariness. Like I can appreciate the, yeah. the, the impulse to be like, Oh, let's like get a little freaked out. Yeah. But not like I want to question everything I know. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be terrified and grossed out at the same time. I, I will never watch. I don't like horror movies. I like scary, a little bit of suspense, and Quiet Place is like, they've got some scary monsters. It's very similar to Stranger Things, which I loved. But anyway, watched that. And then I, for whatever reason, I saw Netflix had Labyrinth. And I got very excited. So I started watching Labyrinth. It was a great day. Wonderful day. As far as the job update, 
it's so weird to think about this because now it's three and a half months later. I'm in such a different place than I was three and a half months ago, meaning I have applied to so many jobs. I've talked to so many people. I've really taken the time to figure out what I want. And through this journey of kind of sitting back and taking stock of my life and what's really important and slowing down and going on a lot of walks with my dogs and talking to Scott and being home with Scott more. It's interesting. I want to ask you this question a little bit about like quarantine and like being with your partner all the time, because, you know, we were together a lot during quarantine when things were really on lockdown, but now we're together all the time because I don't leave the house <laughs> and I we're both working from home. And so I'm doing BetterHelp part-time, which I love. It's an online platform for therapy. And just if anyone is curious about using the platform, it's great. I highly recommend it. I've said this last week, the, the clients on that platform are lovely. Every single person that has been assigned to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love working with this person. So I've found out through this process because I kind of just did better help on a whim. I was just like, I'm just going to do this just to keep my brain going. Like I felt like I, ha- I want to take a break, but I also want to kind of have some type of work just so I don't feel like I'm sitting around doing nothing. What I realized is I I actually do enjoy working from home. I really, really like it. I like the flexibility. I like being home. So I started looking for more work from home jobs. So I have a couple interviews coming up for some jobs that are therapist kind of salaried jobs right now that better help is like a contract job. So I'm looking more for a full-time job that's salaried and with benefits and yada yada. So I have a couple interviews coming up for some jobs that I'm really excited about. And it's so weird because they're kind of jobs that I didn't think, and I won't say yet just because I don't <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, <laughs> but I didn't think, you know, back when I was first looking for a job, I was like, well, I was trying to kind of apply for jobs that I was, of what I was doing before. And Scott's like, you're not, you weren't happy with what you were doing before. I'm like, yeah, that's actually a good point. So I kind of started revamping my approach to which jobs I was apl- applying for and talking to some lovely people. And you know who you are if you're listening to this podcast who's reached out to me and offered to help me. I cannot overstate how much that means to me that people from this podcast are like willing to help me look for a job or just reach out for support. I've had conversations with people who are just like, if you just want to like talk about the job search, like I'm here to listen. It's just been like, you guys are lovely. So that's just been so great. And I'm very excited because I feel like now some of the jobs of the recruiters I've talked to, I get really excited. And that's something to pay attention to when you're like, oh, actually, I could see myself doing this. And so as it stands right now, some great looking prospects on the horizon. Obviously, if that doesn't work out, I'm just going to keep moving forward. But I am really what's most important in a good place of not working myself to madness every day, coming home grumpy, complaining, (laughs) you know, just the things that I didn't realize I was in till I got out of it and just being in a really toxic work culture and being out of that and how much healthier I am. So that's my life update. That's a great life update. If someone was listening who is more recent to leaving a job and being feeling like they don't really know what's coming in the future, like what what would you have told yourself three months ago? Oh my gosh, really, truly what Scott told me, what Scott told me, which was take this time to take a break and really step back and don't rush into the job search. That's, and I get that there's, I was in a position where I didn't have to rush to the job search. I know not everyone is in that position, but I was. So if you have the opportunity to to truly take a step back 
and just get quiet and all the annoying things people tell you that you don't want to don't want to hear you know i was in a place where i was like oh what am i going to do what am i going to do and like the fear and the anxiety just like that does go away over time it's it's almost weird to think that i'm not anxious or fearful at all right now i have like zero anxiety zero fears like every once in a while but i was just like living in it daily it was is to truly step back and just let yourself relax because until you get to that point, you're just going to be kind of creating the same chaos that you were already in. And that is something that I learned pretty quickly. I was like, oh, yeah, if I don't, if I'm not careful, I'm just going to go right back to the bad relationship that I was in before. It's very much like dating, you know, like if you're in a, for lack of a better phrase here, like an abusive relationship, you and you don't really step out of it to go, what do I need to recognize so I don't get myself into a situation like that again? I'm just going to create the same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that it's been, it has been interesting just from the other side of, you know, watching you go through this process of that initial instinct is to just like turn around and, you know, it's, it's easy to stay in the exact same job at a different company and to think, and maybe, you know, the culture or the team that you're on really is the de- the deciding factor. And you you can absolutely continue to do the same exact job just with a different team or with a different culture. And it will feel completely different. And sometimes you realize that you are just doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results because you just kind of, you know, and again, also, it's not always available to everyone to take the time. It's not. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I was in a position where I, I did have the time. Scott often said this when I was having a really tough time with the management there is that he's like, you can outlast this. And and at some point, I did with a lot of people who were there and kind of came and went. He was like, just outlast them. You can totally outlast them. And I was like, yeah. So that became my goal was I was like, I'm going to freaking outlast you. <laughs> and then at some point, I was just like, this is my health is declining. So <laughs> Right. There's only like so much of your life you can live out of spite. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and that's fine to kind of do that for a while. It was fine to kind of try that because I don't I don't want to just quit and give up. Mm-hmm. It's just not in my DNA. But it so that became my competition where I was like, all right, I'm not. Let's see who lasts longer. And and that just was like, okay, well, at the end of the day, I'm not doing well. My health is declining and. This is not going to be a good ending if I kept at it this way. I, I saw that things were not going to change. So that was a decision. And sure, absolutely, I could have stayed. I could have stayed and I could have waited it out and I could have done all the things. And that was just like a decision. All right. How do we want to wrap this up today? I want to circle back really quick to a question that I just mentioned that I don't want to leave hanging. During the pandemic and quarantine, do you feel like you're really, because there's a lot of talk around, like just in media, really, that relationships suffer, like marriages or partnerships suffer in quarantine. Do you feel like you've maintained, had your ups and downs, like normal? Or do you, like, how do you feel you and Brandon have done? I think for us, it's, I think everybody's unique in like what situation they they have found themselves in. For us, obviously, Brandon's a nurse. And so his day-to-day I mean, it did change quite a lot at the beginning of the pandemic because he had to work on the COVID floor. So for you guys who don't know, Brandon is a, a, a surgical nurse. And so in the early days of the pandemic, in those first few months, when most hospitals had to shut down their any any type of elective surgery, but the word elective pretty, just, pretty much just means like any type of surgery that you can wait to get 
like that you're not going to die within the next 24 hours without getting it. Any type of surgery that you could theoretically wait to get, those were all shut down. And so he got moved back to the unit he had previously been on, which is basically a cardiac step-down unit, which basically became the COVID unit. And so for several months, he was working in the COVID floor, was working a ton of shifts. There was a lot of talk about like, is he going to have to be sent, you know, the time it was like looking at being sent to New York or looking at being sent to Florida. And he ended up not um, going to any of those places. And then now he is working in a surgery center. And so like his day-to-day, apart from those first few COVID months, um, really hasn't changed. And my day-to-day changed quite a lot. Like I now work from home. I don't go to the office like we were talking about. And so I think I don't really see him any more than I ever did. You know, like he doesn't work for, he still goes to the office. And I've been more stressed out and because I don't get the separation between family life and work life that I really want. And so I think, you know, that gets taken out on him in some ways, but also for us, like there have obviously been other things that have happened throughout the year, but I don't think it's been because of quarantine. So I don't know. I mean, I will tell you, I talked to my dad about this, who he is 75, 76. The man should be retired and he's absolutely not. And my son- What is John up to? What is John Hay up to? Great question. John Hay, (laughs) I don't think he's ever going to retire because he basically- he is on the board of a tech startup and he like is like does a ton of their financial projections and like works with getting investors and works with their operations. Like he basically works full time for this tech startup. In Boulder? And, uh, it's out of Denver. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, like a, there's so many startups. In I mean, Boulder. it is. Yeah. They have exactly. tech stars up there. So it's like yeah. huge. Yeah. And so he, and then my stepmom has all, but, but like they used to have an office and he, even though he's just on the board, he used to go to the office all the time. And he's always his whole life. He's such like an errand runner. Like he just like is a professional errand runner. Like he'll, you know, go to the gym and then he'll go to the store and then he'll go to the other, and then he'll go to Whole Foods. He'll go to King Supers. He'll go oh my to God. Alpha's. He has my like, dream life. I love, yeah. I love errand running. <laughs> oh, love it. I love it. I love and he Johnny. loves it. So, and he like go to the post office, like he loves tasks, but then like, he's really high risk now. You know, he's in his mid to late seventies. My dad has lung cancer and is going through immunotherapy for lung cancer actively is in immunotherapy right now. And so he had, you know, he's immunocompromised. And so he can't really, you know, even though he has the vaccine, plus he'd also got the booster because he was in that category of immunocompromised people that he's still can't do as much as he wanted to. My dad is such an extrovert. And my stepmom works from home and has always worked from home. She's an entrepreneur and runs her business out of her house. And they definitely, (laughs) he talks to me about it. He'll be like, yeah, you know, we've just seen each other too much in the last year and a half. (laughs) (laughs) We've just a little too much together time. A little too much together time. So I know (laughs) what's happening out there. I don't, I don't think it's, you know, we haven't really had it because Brandon still goes to work 40 hours a week out of the house. Yeah. It's interesting. I I know that it's been tough on relationships and families. And when I saw that article, I don't know what the percentage was, but it's just, you know, a lot of people broke up during the pandemic. And with all that together time, I know that can be a make or break for some relationships. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Let's wrap up with some Claire interview questions. Oh, I already forgot that we were going to do that again. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) two episodes ago, I interviewed Joy. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, yeah, we thought we would turn the tables a little bit for just a few minutes. I want to know what you would do if you had, a, I know you like to do things with people, but if you had just a day, like a nothing, just to yourself, what would you do if you had like all this free time? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Honestly, the idea of spending a day by myself, it like I don't I'm done. I don't want to be by myself anymore. You don't want to be with yourself? <laughs> I just like I don't want to just like do stuff by myself. Like Okay. The idea of just like, oh, I could, you know, I could go out to co- get myself a cup of coffee and go for a hike and you know, like I'm just tired of doing that. Like <laughs> I'm tired of <laughs> by myself. I feel like the go-to for me in the past year and a half has been like, oh, Claire needs a break. Like, give her a break. You know, take the kids, let her go do whatever she wants. I'm like, that's not what I want, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to just like get in the car by myself and go run around. Like, I would want, if I could do anything, I would want to have a dinner party at my house. That sounds fun. Right? Where you could like decorate because you're really good with decorations. Where I could like bake and cook and have people over and my friends could meet my other friends and like we could have like twinkle lights in the yard. That sounds, that's, or like rent an Airbnb in the mountains and host like a big dinner party at this big, at this like really nice Airbnb. Mm, Yeah, that sounds so fun. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to do. That's a good answer. Okay. What is something that this is something I asked a little bit earlier, but more specific to you would be like, when you were younger, what would your younger self be very surprised about of yourself now? I think my younger self would probably be pretty surprised that I still live in Boulder County. Like when I was growing up, and especially when I was in high school, I was like, I got to get out of here. Like Boulder is such a bubble. And it is. Boulder is an absolute bubble. Like it is not reality. But I really thought that I would move to California and I did for a little bit in college. And I just, it, you know, I moved to San Jose, which was not the California that I wanted. And turns out California is wildly expensive. And so I've never found a way to get back there. <laughs> but yeah, like when I was in high school and even middle school, like I envisioned that I would live near the beach. I would live in California. I would like be an entrepreneur. You, t- you wanted to surf, right? I still want to surf. Yeah. yeah. Surfing is my dream. And so I think that is probably if I if I like went to my 15 year old self and was like, you're going to live in Longmont, I would be like, no, absolutely not going to. Not only because in, you know, 2004 or three was Longmont a very, very different place. It was very different. But if you had told me like, you're going to live 15 minutes from where you grew up, I'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm getting out of here. And I did not. <laughs> Surprise. All right. What is something because I, I at least experience you as just you get passionate about things, but you're like pretty even keeled on with emotions. What makes you angry? People who are knowingly dishonest, like people who lie makes me really, 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 really angry because I see that as like a choice that you're making. And I know, you know, sometimes like you have to lie to like be safe, but that's not yeah, that's really what you're talking about. the circumstance yeah, I'm describing. Right. And I think in that same vein, I get really angry when I think that people are manipulating facts and misrepresenting facts to make their own point. That is like, like social media makes me so mad so much because like, yeah. you see these influencer, you know, people who are not experts, people who are, you know, who like people who just think that, like their opinions are just as good as everyone else's. And that makes me crazy when I see people who like, I get so mad and truly like angry when I feel like people are just so self-important and I, when people are like too wrapped up in their own self and their own needs and their own like individual liberties and, you know, like that just makes me like when I, when I feel like people can't see the forest for the trees and can't 
understand how they're and don't take the, like won't take a step back and understand how their actions are affecting others it just yes. m- makes my blood boil can i give you an example that'll make you a little ragey and i'm just gonna say it and then we'll move on with it as i was listening to the daily podcast this morning it's all about biden's mandate for the vaccine blah 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 everyone's mad and they had some fox news people commentating about after he did that press conference or whatever and they were like blah, blah, blah. This is a violation of blah, blah, blah. And it's abu- It's an abuse of power. And all I could think of is like, you're, t- <laughs> you're, t- you're talking about abuse of power? I know. After the last four years? Yeah. <laughs> like, the, oh, the irony. The, the irony and the hypocrisy. Thing, oh, it was the great. The mask thing, particularly the mask thing, like has just brought that out a lot about me where I'm like, really? You are not willing to do this one thing for your community? And the vaccine... Like, I'm not even, like, let's not even talk about it. Just masks. Like, you're really not even willing to wear a mask. This is like a dress code. Right. Yeah. That's where I go back to tell me a story without a really, really good, maybe medical reason. We're not talking about that. Tell me a really good story about why without talking about yourself, because I've never, I've yet to hear it. Or just people (laughs) who are like, well, you know. It should be my choice whether or not I wear a mask. I'm like, is it your choice whether or not you wear a shirt into a restaurant? No. Like, this is the same exact situation. Okay. Last question. Well, that, so that's what makes Claire angry. Last question. If the Spice Girls show up on your doorstep tonight, <laughs> I wish I could take your face right now. Take a picture of it. Um, and they were like, we are here to have dinner with you. What would you make them? What pie would you make them out of your book of pie? Okay, well, first of all, you can't make pie in that. Kind I know. Of- Let's pretend you could just like magically make it appear. Let's pretend that I had like a 36 hour notice. Yes, that they were right. over. Okay, yeah. You can't make a pie like that. It's not exactly. How um, yeah. What would I cook for the Spice Girls? What a, what an, <laughs> odd- okay, well, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, do I do a spice theme? Ooh, I that's a really to. good. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Like, I feel like I'd have to have like a spiced, like everything that I made would have to be like a spiced theme. Yeah, that's like a really a, good point. Yeah. So I, like I would have to dig into that a little more. Okay. But I like that. I like that theme. I like where you're going yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. Oh Great. Goodness. Okay. Those are my fun questions for Claire. Great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you can find us on Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore. That is our only social account, even though we have multiple podcasts. That is the one and only Instagram account. You can email us. This is Joy and Claire at gmail.com. Or if you're feeling wild, you can email girlsgoat at gmail.com. We you sure can. Both. We still have it. And Evie is going to come in and say goodbye. Can you come say goodbye? Did you just burp? Come here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't. Can you say into this? into this microphone can you say bye 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 have a good week have a good week say thanks for listening thanks for listening (laughs) i'm making pizza for you you're you're making pizza for us Mm -hmm. thank you that's so nice (laughs) okay talk to you later she's waving (laughs) she's their little (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was so cute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she just burped again. Yeah, she has the hiccup burps. Oh, like, you know where you like have the hiccups and then totally. you like, bring in some air and then you have to burp. <coughs> yeah. All right, oh, well, so cute. That, that's a wrap. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, Evie, can you say bye? Bye. 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 <laughs>